Welcome to this takeover of BTS on the Boss Babe podcast. The BTS takeover is the product of me, Natalie Ellis, and my two friends, Emily Gallagher and Alexi Panos, as we sat down to have real open, behind the scenes, vulnerable conversations with women that we really look up to. For this entire week, BTS conversations will be taken over the podcast and we really can't wait to hear what you think. As always, share and tag us on social media, letting us know what your biggest takeaway was as we love to know which conversations we should have next. This episode is brought to you by the Boss Babe Insta Growth Accelerator, a 12-week program designed to help you grow and monetize your Instagram account. If you're ready to grow your audience with your absolute ideal clients who are throwing their credit cards at you, then listen up. I've created a completely free 90-minute training to show you how to do exactly that. I'm taking you through the step-by-step strategy to attracting 10,000 ideal clients as followers over the next 30 days. If you know that growing your audience with ideal clients who can't wait to buy from you would completely change the game, then this training is for you. As I said, it's totally free. I just recommend turning up with a journal and getting rid of all distractions as we waste no time getting into the nitty gritty specifics. You know that I love specifics. To get started with the training, just head to bossbabe.com forward slash IG dash growth or hit the link in the show notes below. In this episode, we invite Sophie Sheesh to join the table for more behind-the-scenes conversations. Sophie is a psychologist and entrepreneur. She's a speaker, author, and founder of Shape House, an urban sweat lodge with locations around LA that allows you to sweat in a holistic way to improve your physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual wellness. We talk about everything from how to balance the masculine and feminine energies as ambitious women, what it looks like being in relationships with partners who are also really driven and strong-minded, and what we really learn from that, as well as balancing motherhood with entrepreneurship and leaning into that philosophy of harmony. It gets real and honest as we navigate the conversations that we all really want to be having, but might not be comfortable doing so. So without giving any more away, let's just dive straight into this episode. I, I learned the snake. word Duande last night. Do you guys know about the word Duande? No. Do you have Duande? No. It's like a poem from Federico Garcia Lorca. And oh, it sounds so, so sexy. You, you are in. so cultured. You wow. Me. I'm already impressed. I'm already you don't even have to tell me what the poem's about. I'm I wasn't already, trying to yes. impress you. I'm just trying to share. <laughs> Wait, have we started? Well, but now, now tell me what the poem's about. You got to tell us. What does this word so mean? So Duande is this thing, what I understood of okay. Duande, is that it's what comes from the earth that charges us. It's like oh, energy. From, yes. You know, there's different energies. Like, you know, Duande. Duande. Yeah, how, how do we spell that? D-U-E-N-D-E. Duande. And, and, you know, it's like it's some people don't have it. Like they're, more, they're not as grounded. You know, it's like yeah. Duande oh, has, yeah. gr- it's like, like, you know, fuego. Ooh, like grit. Fuego is a good word for Duande. Fuego. Mm-hmm. All right. Fuego, Duande. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. So so you have left your chambers of book writing to be with us today. I did, my cave. I actually yeah. put lipstick on and my lips went, what are you doing? <laughs> what's happening? What's happening right now? Yeah. So tell us about your book. Like what, what's, what are you writing? Wow. What am I writing? Um, well, so I've personally lost 200 pounds. That's kind of the onset of the story. No big deal. No big deal. Wow. I've yeah. lost you and a half. <laughs> Two of you. <laughs> and so, the, you know, the book was a desire to think about the way we eat and the way we relate to our bodies a little bit differently. Like yeah. I kind of wanted to go at it creatively and, and matching my personal story and how I went from being 350 pounds to not being that. Mm. And so it's kind of a journey and it, it's taking me at a, it's taking me places I didn't realize we were going to go. Mm. But I'm following it and okay. I'm liking and it's it's a it's not an easy process writing a book. 
Oh, it's really yeah. not easy. No. Especially the, no edi- the editing part, right? Like, the editing is yeah. the worst. Because mm. I feel like I write like I'm like, you know, delivering a baby. It's like, okay, mm. done, you know. And, and then, then raise like, the baby. Your <laughs> baby right here needs their eyebrow changed. Right. Exactly. Like, I made that a- eyebrow. It's perfect. <laughs> what are you talking That's about? exactly right. That's exactly the experience. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. So you are so much more than losing 200 pounds. So what else is coming out for you in the book? You know, you're a successful founder of an amazing business. You are a powerhouse. You've just delivered multiple TED Talks. You are so much more than that. So what else and is... And she's sassy as hell. Oh, I mean, you are about to experience the Sophie Sheesh experience. Yeah. She is I, I got a taste of her at one of the M's events and I was like, mm-hmm. I like her. I did the same thing There's with you. There's a lot of sass yeah, like you. this girl yes, too. Girl. That's why we're here again. Yeah. That's why we are we here again. We like each other. Yeah. yeah. So what are some of the things that you're experiencing through the writing process that maybe you didn't anticipate that's coming up for you? It's actually vulnerability more. Yeah. Like I, I feel like I've, as you described, I've done my life probably a bit in my masculine more. Mm-hmm. Like I've done a lot and I've accomplished a lot yeah. and I've proven that I can do a lot. Yep. Um, yeah. And now I'm, I'm um, coming back to more of a being with myself mm. and, and what's coming out of that is actually quieter and yet fierce yes. more. It's like, mm-hmm. a, it's like a warrior energy, yes. you know? But not Duande. from the Duande. Duande energy. Duande and Fierce is like, get out of the room. Yeah. <laughs> that is about to get real. Exactly. <laughs> so, you know, it's been, it's been interesting to not, because in the past, I, I kind of understood feminine to be drop my masculine, be less, more, like I actually mm. joke, sorry for the blondes in the room, but yeah. I joke like after I just took a workshop to tap into my feminine and I was joking that yeah. by Monday I'd be, you know, blonde and not very smart, <laughs> um, <laughs> which is so horrible. I, I'm sorry. I apologize. But, Stereotype. Um, but, you know, <laughs> It's like I, I've, I've kind of equated being feminine to um, not being, being space cadetty a little bit. Right. Not, you know, yeah. it's like actually in Floating. our thing, there were 44 women and every day, my keys this and my bag that and my things. And people were losing everything. Right. And I was like, I, I, I was like, you know, so much estrogen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm not that. I'm a very grounded, very mm-hmm. grounded, you know, type yeah. of person. And so it, it was hard for me to visualize what embracing more of my feminine would look like. Yeah. yeah. And so and someone recently, since you talked about running a company, you know, someone recently said, said so I was I was sharing the struggle that when I'm with a man and I finish my day of being you know captain of the army and I do have 300 people on staff or whatever yeah. we have now and and I do a day of that yeah. and then I you know then it's I big, yeah. come home and I'm like oh like you mean <laughs> can you, I fall apart you're now? supposed right. to lead me now <laughs> like, yeah. no actually not fall that's the thing it's like I wasn't falling yeah, apart I was more like more it. just more captain of industry yeah. you know because yeah. you got and a friend of mine said, so I said it was difficult for me to switch from being so masculine or so not masculine, I guess masculine, just, you know, doing, drive. doing, doing, yeah, drive, yeah, exactly, yeah, very yeah. driven to not be. And he said, no, 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 you missed the whole thing. It's like you need to run your company from a feminine place. Mm. And I was like, what does that mean? Right. Like, how do you, you know, how does do you accomplish like? anything? You yeah. Know? yeah, yeah. But when you look at the qualities that are more in the feminine, which are receptivity and intuition and listening mm-hmm. and creativity, actually, and, and, and dance, you know, like all yeah. of that, it's like I've, I've really, I've shifted the way I run my company. So yeah. I don't have to, it's not a, you know, dramatic shift to get out of there right. because now, you know, I, I feel like I'm less... I'm more myself both ways in all areas, in all areas exactly. Mm. Do so more ex- integrated. It's more integrated. It's yeah. also more, it's more honest. You know, yeah, there's something yeah. about like I, I would push the feminine when I think well, I better be feminine now. It's like, it, mm. I think what's integrating is is a genuine um, sense of self. Like yeah, people would yeah, ask me, yeah. you know, like, what do you actually feel right now? And I'd be like, I don't know. It's like, I'm, yeah. I, I'm, I'm too, I'm, uh, because I was raised by very narcissistic people yeah. to mm. just dive, drive in. Yeah, yeah of course. Right there. That's where we are at. And so, you know, narcissistic people 
train their surroundings to make them the most important thing. And yeah. so as a child, I grew up a little bit with like, I don't know what I feel. I feel like I need to do what I need to make this thing not right. go crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so I did a lot of that. And so eventually I became in tune. Like I, I know how to solve a lot of things for mm-hmm. other people. Um, but ultimately I kind of don't. Until recently, because now I am. (laughs) But there's there's something more, um, I'm allowing myself to actually feel what annoys me. And like earlier I was with someone that did something annoying and I was like, oh, that's annoying. And I was like, whoa, (laughs) what just happened? (laughs) I like that. What just happened? (laughs) Yeah. And you know, it's interesting. I think the the women sitting here have all, I mean, just knowing both of you and knowing you and knowing myself, we've all kind of battled with that, right? Like we're, we're badasses in our business. And I think for a long time, I made that mean like, oh, I'm more masculine in my business. But actually the qualities that have made me the most successful are the feminine ones. Mm -hmm. And, and you know, the masculine ones too, right? Like when they work together, it's like fucking magic sauce, right? Yes. But I do find in relationship, it's been challenging for me to like come home and, and settle and like be in a different space instead of like charge, charge, charge. Right. But also like, how do I integrate both in my relationship? And that's been a journey for me. I'd love to hear what you guys think about that as well. Mm. That's a big journey for me. Um, And I used to, you know, be so in my masculine, pushing, pushing, pushing. It's probably why my testosterone is so high, (laughs) working on that. Um, But like really, really pushing. And and it would show up so much in my relationship in that I was so alpha. Yeah. Mm. I was, you know, I would never back down from a fight or I'd come <laughs> home and I'd be, you know, okay, I've planned us this for the weekend. I'm taking control mm. of this and all of these different things. And about, I would say like just under a year ago, something switched in me and I kind of activated this, like what I call warrior goddess mode mm. where the the feminine in me is so fucking powerful yeah. and yeah. being able to tap into the creativity that I have in my feminine, the the nourishment that I have there, but also, you know, bringing in the drive, the masculine. And, and that's what I think boss babe to me means. Mm, it's yeah. boss is masculine, babe is feminine. Yeah. And, and I don't think that I would have gotten here without all the feminine, but I didn't tap into that Mm. and I'm definitely trying to do it more in my relationship too I used to think feminine like you were saying is like taking a bath when I feel stressed or (laughs) you know wearing a dress just to feel more like feminine but it's make sure it's flowy though it's gotta be I know it's gotta be it's gotta have flowers on right (laughs) but that's what I thought it was Mm. and it's it's been like a big change in my relationship too to be able to like to be more vulnerable I mean the first time I ever got really vulnerable and cried to Stephen. He just stopped and kind of looked at me and was like, I don't know what's going on, but like, I like it. And it's it's so rare for me to say like, I need you right now. And for Mm. me to do that, that's what I think is leaning more into my feminine of of knowing that I can lean on others and I don't have to be driving and pushing. Mm. Yeah, what about you, Anne? Yeah, I mean, I think it is that, I mean, circling back to around some of the things we were saying earlier about, you know, business being kind of a part of what we do, but not the whole piece. And I think that when we become some certain person so that we can go to work and and become this person, it's kind of like, then how do we switch out of that? Whereas whereas it's like, how do I want to be in my life? And then how do I then create a business that supports me in staying in that space, you know? And I think as, as, uh, you know, primarily most women are naturally in their feminine, like, uh, dominant and most men are masculine and dominant. It's not like all the time, but if you are naturally more of a feminine woman, then it feels more natural to be in that space. So I think finding, you know, finding situations where you can make sure that you are in that energy yeah. um, is really supportive 
and not having to switch in and out. And I think also like I made myself really wrong for 100%. being like into my masculine a lot. And I was told I was, in, you know, like by people like, you know, sometimes jokingly. And then you can build this mentality of like, oh, I'm so masculine and that's, that's wrong. wrong. And like, yeah, like yeah. it's wrong to be driven or it's wrong to be this. It's wrong to get things done and be like X, Y, and Z. And it's just like, that's actually such a powerful a powerful trait to have to create and not making that even wrong, but finding yeah. a way that that really fits in with how you want to feel and how you can associate to that as well. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. And we had this conversation in Jamaica. I'm in this like weird place of mm. like, even looking at the concept of masculine and feminine and going like, well, fuck you. Like <laughs> the whole concept has kind of like done us under as women, mm. I think, and as yeah. men. I think a lot of men are, are battling with like, oh, you're too feminine or you're too mm. not masculine enough or you're the too label. masculine. And it's like another way for us to punish ourselves mm. and like put us on this scale of like, well, where do you fall? And now are you a good enough woman? And now are you a good yeah. enough man? And like after giving birth and doing it naturally at home, I'm like, Yo, all this stuff I thought was masculine is actually the most feminine in the world. And I didn't recognize how powerful the feminine was because same, I had these stories like, oh, feminine's weak and blah, blah, blah. And I was always more in my masculine and punished for it by every man I had ever dated. But then giving birth, I'm like, oh, those were actually my feminine qualities. Mm -hmm. It's like... And and that's why I think it's like it, it can go both ways, right? I yeah. think sometimes the the what we call masculine is actually really feminine, and mm. sometimes what we call feminine is masculine because I think it's all human, yeah. and like the humanness is is just about exploring that scale based mm. on what's alive for us and mm. being really honest about where we're at. Yeah, I like thinking about it as a polarity. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like the the way your batteries in your car wouldn't work if you didn't have you know one way that the energy is sent mm-hmm. is positive and the other one's negative. It's a similar thing. It's like yeah. if you take feminine very feminine energy and it's like too much of that it's like not much gets done if you only in your feminine but when you partner it with whether it's a woman who's carrying it or a man who's carrying it as you were saying uh, there's something though to to accepting that it is different though that has changed hugely for me because Mm -hmm. you know in my world and the philosophical people I tend to have conversations with it's like there's a lot of integration and we should all be one because we're all human right and certainly no judgment there, but it's like we're not we're not questioning if a giraffe is the same thing as a zebra. It's like right, they're different, right. it's different. things. Right. Yeah. Men really do process information differently. 100%. We process and and, and we also we have different gifts. It's like when when I yeah. tap it, like what I tapped into this weekend, was 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 a force that I've never mm. because I was you know in Paris there's a lot of. Um, energy that was used, you know, women are sexually objectified, not just in France, but particularly in France, I think. There is something a lot about the way you look is really pretty much all there is. And and I grew up with a lot of uh, not wanting to be that, I will be the opposite of that. And and, and I lost something that's really beautiful, which is this incredible yearning for life and and, and ache that I've also, I felt ache this weekend, like Mm. I have not felt ache before. Mm. It was, and I've allowed myself to go there and there were a few... So I did this workshop this weekend, which was very yeah. much, that's why we're talking about the feminine masculine, yeah. I think. Yeah. I wouldn't have brought it up otherwise. But um, it was beautiful to watch what a man does when, or the, the masculine anchored in a, in a male body, I guess, when, when I was able to just relax and be in my own mm. pleasure almost, or my own, mm. not pleasure sexually, but just the pleasure of being myself. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. to watch this like melting of the difference mm. because we had acknowledged the difference. Yeah. Does that make sense? Like there's yeah. a union yeah. that comes yeah. from... You know, not not actually being the same thing, but being two different things that come together. Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate that. Let's take a minute to talk about one of my favorite educational platforms, Masterclass. 
I have been referring back to this platform for years and I love that you can simply log in and take inspirational classes from world-class coaches no matter where you are. If you haven't explored Masterclass yet, go to masterclass.com slash boss babe and scroll through some of the categories. I think you'll really love what you see. One of the latest classes I tuned into was Anna Winter's class on creativity and leadership. She takes you into her office as Vogue's editor-in-chief and it was so inspiring to learn about her leadership style, team culture, and how she encourages creativity in her team. Not only does Masterclass have tangible business development classes that you can watch at your desk or listen to on the go, but it also includes classes in 10 other categories ranging from food, home and lifestyle, music, wellness, design and so much more. There are over 200 classes to choose from with new classes added every month. This year, learn from the best to become your best with Masterclass. Plus, Every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, so there's no risk. And right now, our listeners will get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash boss babe. Get 15% off right now at masterclass.com slash boss babe, masterclass.com slash boss babe. The other day, the team and I were talking about how much our audience loves biohacking. And whenever we release content based around creating better habits for our lifestyle and health, you all seem to really soak it up and request more. So I wanted to share about our podcast sponsor, Prolon, today because I've never seen a company like this. Prolon is a revolutionary plant-based nutrition program that nourishes the body while making cells believe that they're fasting. There are so many strategic benefits to fasting and Prolon helps you hit these goals without actually needing to fast. Prolon's five-day program includes snacks, soups, and beverages, all designed to keep your body in a fasted state. And you get everything pre-packaged, labeled, and ready to go, so there's no guesswork. It's super simple, and it works. Extended fasting of at least two to three days has proven to produce unique benefits like cellular rejuvenation, metabolic support, and increased cardiovascular health. So if you're ready for a fasting program that doesn't leave you hungry or exhausted and instead gives you more energy, I highly recommend giving Prolon a try. Right now, Prolon is offering Boss Babe podcast listeners 10% off their five-day nutrition program. Go to prolonlife.com slash boss babe. That's P-R-O-L-O-N life.com slash boss babe for this special offer. Prolonlife.com slash boss babe. Yeah, and I feel like for, I mean, I know for you and I, because we've had this conversation in the past and, you know, probably also all of us at this table, but I think, again, you sort of alluded to it around the safety of like, you grew up in a narcissistic family and you had to protect yourself Mm -hmm. and that's sort of, you know, the feminine is more of the receiving, the softening, the the allowing. And when you didn't get necessarily get the opportunity to do that when you were growing up, then it's natural that, you know, the defenses would be a little higher and it would be a little more likely that we would have gone into that space to be you know slightly protective mm-hmm. of of ourselves you know yeah there's something i guess i'm interested in creativity right now and kind of mm. the freedom of of being as you were saying earlier lex it's like there's something about allowing all of it like there really is yeah. no need to be one more than the other less than this right. or more than yeah. it's like even as a partnership i don't have a an actual partner i'm not in a relationship right now but there's something really beautiful about saying all right you get the ball right now and it's like maybe you yeah. plan the day yeah, yeah. And then next saturday i will and it's like and it becomes a choice and it becomes yeah. a a deliberate uh, which is actually very masculine <laughs> but it's it becomes kind of a like a partnership to decide mm, you know who yeah. kind of takes the lead and like who, a dance like a yeah. dance exactly yeah. like yeah. a dance actually yeah. and and i love that because when when we're dancing 
messing with life, we're actually truly present to what's here yes. and with mm-hmm. where we're at in this moment and yes. what we require in this yes. moment. And I think, you know, speaking to this whole conversation, the biggest aha for me was, can I actually honor what I'm feeling right yes. now and ask for what I need in this moment yes. or do what I want to do in this moment, Yes, depending on where I'm at, right? right? So it's like dancing with that energy and... Mm-hmm having a partner who's willing to do the dance with you. Because by the way, when you say I need something or I want something, the other one doesn't really have to do it. Right. The, the other one can also be in their truth and be uh-huh. kind of like, right now, like, I don't want to go take a bath. And be the <laughs> one who's like, like you know, cool. you, let's you do know. two separate baths. And then exactly. And, <laughs> exactly. And it becomes, yeah. it becomes we added to each other as opposed to yeah. mine took away from yours, you know, which is not ever an interesting yeah. dynamic. Mm, yeah. So interesting. I, I do think there's a lot that we learn in relationship to other beings, especially our intimate partnerships. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you two are both currently single. Is What are you learning? And I'll just like live vicariously through you for a moment because I'm in committed. We do it with you too. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> tell, tell me like what's been some of the juicy takeaways that you've gotten through just experiencing, you know, the opposite sex and exploring mm. partnership and dating and all of those things. Well, it's interesting because, thank you for asking that. It's really beautiful. I, until mm, two weeks ago, was very much into having one partner and finding the person. And then you have dinner with someone and it's like you're checking your boxes. Does he have that? Does he have that? Oh, he doesn't have that. Oh, you, know, you just <laughs> drank wine. I don't, you know. And and be really um, so specific about what I'm looking for that um, I end up missing what I'm looking for. Yeah. <laughs> and so two weeks ago, um, inspired by a friend of mine who had this beautiful guidance for me, I thought, which is to be dating multiple people. Yeah. And I, I, I was polyamorous for a moment years ago. Um, this is different. This is not because polyamorous for me is more about being in multiple you know, relationships, but it integrates with one main relationship. And in this case, it's more I just have different relationships with different men and, and mm. I do different things with, you know, different one of them. And so one really <laughs> loves to dance, but really doesn't like to talk business. And this other one really loves to talk business, but, you know, has two left feet. And it's, it's, it's fine. <laughs> like, it doesn't have to be held yeah. by one person. And sure. somehow, even saying it, I can hear that my, my nervous system is a little bit like, wow, like, mm. what, what, where is that? You mm. know, really fitting it all. Yeah. But it's fitting really well for me because that's right. how I do my life. You know, it's yeah. like I have, you know, I ride a Harley and that's, there's my crew I ride my Harley with. And then I raise my kid. And then when mm. I do that, I do that and yeah. run my company and dance, you know, I do ecstatic dancing, which is a whole different mm-hmm. beast. And it's like I life truly is different facets. And, yeah. you know, if there is one that at some point I enjoy sharing all of those things. But mm. for now, I don't. <laughs> that's, it that's fun. I like that. <laughs> yeah. It's juicy. Yeah. What about you? Well, Anne? Soph and I actually had a little sleepover the other night, which was really, really fun. We were deep diving. In which you can do when you're single. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I love yeah. adult sleepovers. <laughs> it was awesome. So fun. <laughs> Um, and, you know, we were, we were kind of diving into this topic and just talking about our experiences and what comes up for us and things like that. Um, and actually, though, it was, you know, one of the conversations, um, you know, one of the things that we shared was, you know, like a, a tendency to, in the past, put guys on a pedestal. So, like, often I'll put guy on a pedestal and, like, then sort of almost, like, devalue myself and what I bring to the table. And, like, yeah. I'm really stepping out of that and into this, like, ownership and and really, you know, we've chatted about this in the past yeah. too around this, like, this, not not do you choose me? Do I choose you? Like, and really, like, <laughs> yes. flipping the switch around, like, why would my filter be, am I good enough for you? Right. Why is it not, are you good enough for me? And not in a way that it's, like, I'm judging and, and whatever, but it's, like, that should be our context always when always. we're thinking about that. And, you know, a conversation that we had at South by Southwest was, you know, the tendency to be like, okay, like, you know, I know I'm looking to find my person, but yeah. it's, like, 
it doesn't mean that everybody that I meet has to be the person. And it's like (laughs) there's a lot of fun that can be had along the way by like taking down this barrier or this filter of like, are you the person? Are you the person? Are you the person? (laughs) And actually like I've really stepped into this like levity and this fun and this play of just like, oh, like kind of like what Soph was saying, like, oh, maybe we're going to go and dance together and maybe you'll be the person I'll do this with. And just having that freedom and that I think as well that surrender and that trust around like, just go doing what feels good and not putting so many rules around it. Yeah, like, like it is what it is. Don't try and make it yeah. something that it's not even there yet. Totally, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that's really just kind of added a lot more space and just freedom and fun into the whole into the whole thing. Because then it's not, again, it's not trying to get somewhere. Right. It's like, this is fun right here. So it's not like there's no pressure of like, you know, I'm trying to create this outcome, which is you and me getting married or whatever. It's just like, yeah. oh, this is a fun thing. Let's go and do that. And it just makes the whole thing. And it makes my entire context different. Yeah. You know? And it totally is, does. Yeah. And I think, I mean, I don't know if you feel this way, but I feel like women, especially here in the States, it's almost like we've been trained to go, do you choose me? Yeah. Like, do right. you pick me? Because of all the freaking Disney movies or whatever you want right. to attribute it to. <laughs> it's like, you know, puppy dog eyes. Mm. and like, I'll do everything that I need to do to be who you need to, me right. to be. So Turn that I'm like a pretzel so the perfect woman. Like, yeah. come on. Right? And, and I found myself doing that. And that was a conversation mm. we were having at South By. I noticed for so long it was like bending over backwards trying to be who I thought you needed me to be so Mm. that I'm like oh wow you're everything I've ever wanted versus going wait a second like I haven't actually selected you. Like right. you just selected me and I just said yes. Like yeah. what is that about? Yeah. <laughs> and it's so interesting because with Preston, my husband, like he was the first guy that I actually like consciously chose. Mm-hmm. And said, so, like, you know, you court me and I'm gonna see if I choose you after a month of you consistently courting me. Mm-hmm. And like didn't kiss him, didn't like I made him work for it. <laughs> and it was so great because I consciously chose him and that choice has kept us together. Yeah. You know, like in the tough times when both of us wanted to walk away. It's like, but I chose him and Mm -hmm. I I get to keep choosing Mm. him. So that was just a really beautiful reminder for me. Like I get to choose so I can keep choosing in the future. Do you find yourself since you are in a relationship, how long have you been with Preston? Six years. Do you find yourself having to, is it impairing your growth or is it completely feeding it? Like where does it sit? (laughs) No? Girl, (laughs) I want to watch the video for that reaction. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't know if you feel this way, Natalie, because she's, you've been with Stephen for how long? Two years. Two years. So it, from the get Preston and I coming together because we're both so insanely like committed to our own work Mm -hmm. and we've been that when we came together it was like we couldn't fake the funk anymore like Mm -hmm. we couldn't like just pretend like we were so enlightened because we had someone being like um Mm -hmm. right there you're not (laughs) (laughs) that area right there yeah (laughs) you're gonna want to look right there to the left a little bit (laughs) it's like we legit are so and we're so frank both of us are very frank and direct that we do not hold back like we don't hold punches we say it like it is and unfortunately we both have fortunately we both have fiery personalities Mm -hmm. and sometimes that can be explosive Mm -hmm. right um But in those explosions, we've both had to like really lean in. And because we're so committed to ourselves, we've leaned in and gone, okay, where's my work? Where's my edge? What am I not willing to see about myself Mm -hmm. and my own wounding and my Mm -hmm. own suffering parts of my personality that I'm trying to project onto my partner? Mm -hmm. And it's been such a powerful mirror for me that Mm -hmm. I have grown exponentially in the last six years that I I attribute most of my success as a human, but also as a mother, also as a businesswoman to being in powerful partnership Mm -hmm. with him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm fully in agreement with everything you said. Like getting married was the biggest kind of 
rocket ship into growth <laughs> yes. that I could ever have imagined. Yeah. Um, and, and we're both the same. We're very direct. We, both of us coming together, we knew exactly what we wanted. So Stephen found me on a dating app and uh, hunted me down, DM me and was like, okay, look, let's go out. And from day one, he knew, okay, mm. this is this is who I'm going to be with. And it took me about three dates to kind of mm. choose the same thing. Yeah. And then once we kind of made that decision, that was it. And we were mm. like, okay, so it's, we're going to get married. Like that's happening. Like we got married after six months. Like it was very Damn. much like mm. we knew, we both just knew exactly what yeah. we wanted. Um, but with that directness and knowing what we want, we know exactly what we don't want. <laughs> right. There's another side to that. <laughs> oh yeah. And, and so it's a lot of that. Yeah. Like yeah. the two of us being in, being so direct and so fiery that in that moment it takes every inch of your body <laughs> not to snap and yeah. flip yeah. and just breathe and be like, oh, what is this teaching me? Yeah. Um, but do you snap? Sometimes. Yeah, I snap Sometimes, too. yeah. Yeah. How do you recover so when human. you snap? Perfect. How do you, how do you recover when you snap, either one of you? Oh, um, um, I mean, you've been in relationships. <laughs> I don't snap. I'm sure you've snapped perfect. before. Perfect. Totally perfect. In She's my next relationship, obviously, I'm going to have none of these problems. It's going to be amazing. We'll float She's on clouds angel. the whole time. <laughs> um, so when I snap, I try and remove myself from the situation. Oh, interesting. Um, so if I snap, it normally looks like me, like raising my voice or um, slamming a door, like whatever it is, or saying things intentionally hurtful. And I catch myself as much as I can. And the best thing I can do is leave the situation. Mm, so yeah. I will go in a bedroom or I'll say I'm coming back and I will leave. And I, I try now to do it in a way of like, I'm not walking out on us or what we're doing. I'm walking out on this energy and I'm going to come back. And he does the same. He doesn't, he's not so much fiery. Like he's very calm, but inside he is. And, mm -hmm. yeah. and it, I mean, he can still say hurtful things, but in a very calm way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so then we try and take a break and then come back. And we have, we, we have these conversations where we say, okay, can you sit in this space in respect yeah. and have a conversation and yeah, have an uncomfortable huge. conversation? And if the answer is yes, and we're both available for it, we'll sit and we'll have like a really difficult conversation. But I mean, I definitely snap like... I. That's one of my edges. <laughs> I snap too. I think if you're a human, you snap because like we all hit breaking points, right? Mm -hmm. Like I think we all do our best or at least we think we're doing our best, maybe even when we're not. <laughs> and we're like, you're doing a great job. Maybe not, but <laughs> <laughs> we think we are. And then when we feel like we're doing so much and putting our best foot forward and then someone's not appreciating us or they're mm -hmm. pointing out the things that we could be doing better, it's like, fuck like, give me a break right exactly mm. and I think that's been my edge is feeling like I'm going above and beyond whether I am or not who knows but mm. in my own humble opinion feeling like I'm doing <laughs> in my, my humble life, opinion I'm genius yeah, yeah. <laughs> doing, my humble opinion. yeah. <laughs> doing all the things and like feeling like I'm you know stretching myself mm -hmm. to be a good mother and a good partner and a great businesswoman and all the things and then finding out when my partner's not fully satisfied. It's like, I, I take that personally because mm. I love living in excellence and doing my best, classic overachiever. <laughs> that truthfully, my hurt and my snap is like, I'm frustrated with the fact that I haven't been able to like fix this mm. or make this better. And every time I snap, I, I take a moment as well. I take at least 10 minutes and just recalibrate my nervous system, breathe, go in a separate room. And I literally open up my phone. I'm sure I have so many notes in my phone where I just write notes on like, how am I responsible for this? How did I create this? Mm. What does my partner need right now? What do I need right now? What, what could I do that would bring more love into this situation when I go back in that room? Mm. And I literally, I used to write notes about how terrible he was. Like I used to go on my phone, I'm going to record all of your terribleness so I can play it back for you tomorrow. And then I 
back and I was like, hmm, that's probably not really that's the most. That's probably not going to be helping our relationship <laughs> probably, much. Probably feels most, good, though. It yeah, feels really good yeah. to be in my victim right now. Um, but it's been so helpful to, to like, ha- call myself out, right? And, and actually, like, write it down and see it. I'm such a visual person. Mm-hmm. And to see the words written in front of me, it's like, yep subconsciously I know I need to do those things Mm -hmm. but I want to be mad right now I want to throw a temper tantrum right Mm -hmm. now because Mm -hmm. of this and then I try and get under what that's actually about Mm -hmm. and it's usually when I'm feeling really stressed out and overworked Mm -hmm. and like too much pressure from whatever is going Mm -hmm. on Mm -hmm. that that happens Mm -hmm. because a lot of times we'll disagree and if I'm in a really good space I'll just be like all right, I hear you, babe. And like, yeah. I don't really agree with you, but like, I hear you and I love you and we'll just agree to disagree on that. It's like the difference between responding and reacting. For sure. Yeah, yeah, for like sure. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of us in life, like we're, we're in reaction mode so much because we do have so much on. Mm-hmm. And and I know you've, you've kind of taken a break from that essentially mm-hmm. where you've given yourself more space. Mm-hmm. Have you noticed a difference since you shifted your energy and your context in life with how you react versus respond? Yeah, I think for sure. I mean, I I guess because there's, yeah, there's not really like a lot of, I mean, I'm not in a relationship, so I'm not in that kind of, that space every day. Um, But I feel like, you know, anytime I'm asked how I am recently, like, I'm just like, amazing. So I'm like, my, my context right now is very like elevated and like happy. And so from that space, I'm, I definitely don't feel like I've been getting like triggered. I'm just like, everything's kind of rolling off the back a little bit. You know? It's easier when you don't have a partner. To well, exactly. Yeah, I'm not living with a trigger. So, you know, right, it's right. like, but I think for sure, I mean, but, but I'm, but I'm not in the trenches of like getting that tested. You know what I mean? Yeah. But even like, like we just left this scenario at a maximum security prison a couple of right. days ago. And M in the car ride home, she's like, if any of my friends complain to me about any <laughs> bullshit, she's like, I'm just going to be like, are you in maximum security prison right now? <laughs> no. Can you do whatever you want to do? N- yes, you can. Yeah. You know what it's like? Stop it, complaining. Stop complaining. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. it could so. be so much worse. And I think oh, yeah. we often get into like these really myopic viewpoints of like, oh, everything's so terrible. But is it? Mm. Like <laughs> we're breathing, we're alive. And so we magic. and we wish it in, right? Like yeah. I remember thinking, like when I was dating, also multiple people, and like it was, it felt great. But deep down, I was like, mm-hmm. I want to be in a relationship with someone that is so ambitious and is mm. growth oriented the same way I did. So I called it in, and then I got it, and I was like, well, this is a bit of a hurricane, <laughs> right? <laughs> so in those crazy moments, I try and remember, like this, this is what you is wanted. What you yeah. Well, that's how I feel when people are like, I really want a conscious partnership. I just want to be in a conscious couple. I'm like, are you sure? Right. Yeah. <laughs> are you sure? Our, our cameraman right now is like, no, you don't. Be careful what you it's wish like, for. That's a real thing. <laughs> because it's true. Yeah. Like uh, I say, a conscious partnership is just being more conscious of your own bullshit. Right. And like actually like bringing that to the table, and then having the ability to see somebody else's mm. bullshit because you can see yours so well that mm. now you're calling each other on your bullshit. Mm. So there's like more turbulence it multiplies, to navigate, yeah. Yeah. But, but the growth is amazing. So you really got to be growth-minded oriented to really go, you know what? I'm in this to grow. I'm in this to expand, to be mm. my fullest expression. And you're going to be my greatest teacher. Thank you. Even though I hate you right now. <laughs> right. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, and we've sort of spoken about this a little bit as well just around you know because there's that little bit of ego that like wants to be right and wants to like have the last word and like you know like small right (laughs) and it's it's again see like that was one of the things again that I learned you know at the at the prison was just like around how quick we are to judge without really seeking to understand and I think that that when we snap and when we're making those harsh judgments and we're like reacting is when we're making those quick judgments and we're not taking into account 
why that person just did whatever it was that they did. And when we can actually put that space in between our assumption and our judgment and our reaction and actually first try to go, okay, like, you know, we were with people that were murderers and people that had had committed heinous crimes. And all I saw was little boys and boys that had had tragic things occur to them. And we saw that through the many exercises. And, you know, the level of understanding and empathy and compassion that was created through that experience really taught me just that's happening all over our lives. You know, everybody (laughs) has so much trauma and so many things that have happened. And what would it look like for us to put that space in between that where we just sometimes want to be right and want to point the finger and want to blame and actually go, okay, like how could I really seek to understand why you're having this reaction or why you're thinking this or why you're needing this from me? And then, you know, it's like, it takes that, um, you know, I used to say like the person with the highest consciousness has the highest responsibility, right? Yeah. So it's like if you know better, then in that you moment better. it's kind of on your shoulders to try to do better in that situation and yeah. like actually come with more empathy and come with more understanding to meet them there, um, and I, which is I, not always easy. I love this, but I also want to point out that yeah. that same process gets to happen with ourselves, right? right? So like when we're judging ourselves yeah. and we're looking at like all right. the ways in which we're not whatever, fill right. in the blank, whatever yeah. stories we have, we get to really go back and go like, where did this start? Like, mm, yeah. where's the little girl or the little boy who just wants yeah. love, who just wants to feel human and mm. accepted and embraced? Mm. And that that is true compassion. And it yeah. starts with compassion for the self so that we can then yeah. have that and feel that for others. Yeah. I love what you said earlier when you spoke of nervous system, because mm-hmm. I'm discovering that it, it's not my will. It's not even my right. desire. Like sometimes it literally truly is my nervous system. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah. the same way I can't just like pick up now and go, you know, climb Everest or whatever. Right. Like yeah. My lung capacity couldn't do yeah. it. Like yeah. It would be something yep. to like, right now you cannot breathe anymore. You're, yeah. you're yeah. going to die. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and I find you're myself- You're not trained some, for this. You're not trained. And it's <laughs> yeah. like, we. if anything, I personally, I can speak for myself, but it's like I've trained myself to do mm. the opposite, not, mm. not the climbing of Everest, but just, you know, in relationship, <laughs> I, I, I shut down when something hurts as yeah. opposed to, you know, yeah. like the heart kind of always yeah. re-expands after shutting down. It, it reopens and sometimes yeah. I'm able to do it and sometimes not. And, but I do mm. think that looking at it from a physiological perspective yeah. is interesting because it's one more way that we beat ourselves up. I should have been more loving. It's right. like, no, your body right. was really scared and you were like yeah. in a fight and flight thing. And yeah. it's like, you really cannot yeah. in that moment do better. You, you, can, you can breathe and you can be aware of your breathing. You can do that. You can always do that. Yeah. But yeah. other than that, it's like uh, to be kind to ourselves that sometimes mm. we really physiologically cannot really... And so to find partners, which in my multiple partners, <laughs> one <laughs> yeah, of them girl. probably, but th- there's something about, you know, be- being in the presence of someone who can, who can be with you, mm. giving you the benefit of the doubt, you know, yeah. not assume that what you're doing is to hurt, not assume yes. that it's mm. to, to be wrong, you know, none yeah. of that. It's, it's really because that's the only way I can handle it right now. And yeah. there was one thing when you said earlier that you walk out of the room, I was smiling because a friend of mine who works, John Gray, you probably know him, the mm-hmm. Venus, you know, and, and, and Mars conversation. He says that when a man walks out of the room, let him walk out of the room. But when a woman walks out of the room, it's smart to go after her. Because right. that provides the safety and that yeah, provides, yeah. you know, and put and can potentially, you know, bring us back into something more vulnerable. Mm. When if a man walks out, I mean, I don't know, maybe we can ask the men in the room. <laughs> but it's like, I, I, I've, I've really, wow, when I heard that, it was like looking back at all my relationships and all these mm. moments, like I was like, no, I want to talk now. Right. It's yeah. like, no, I really back need here. a break. Yeah, and it's like no now, and it's like all of a sudden like, he's yelling at me. Why are you yelling? Because I told you I had to go yeah. take care of myself. But that goes back to the the physiological and biological response. Like there's yes. so much science behind this now yes. that in relationship we're actually like 
enmeshed. Our nervous systems are enmeshed. So let's say you and I are in partnership. If I'm feeling a certain way, it's causing a reaction in you because I am representative of your safety. And so we really get to honor each other's nervous systems in that process. And for instance, this, what you're bringing up is so my early relationship with Preston. Whenever we used to fight, he's, he's, you know, fight, flight or freeze, he's flight. Like he's like, I'm out, screw this, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm like fight and appease, like I'm in, right? Like, let's go. How do we fix this? How do we yeah. talk about this? What so he'd do? walk away. So he'd walk away and I'm like, ah, all my abandonment yeah. shit would come up. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. where are you going? But we had to have that conversation and yeah. actually go, okay, in those moments, I get that he is like full flooded. Like yes. he can't see clear. Nope. Yeah. And if I'm trying to speak to him in that space, <laughs> I am wasting every ounce of yeah. my energy and my <laughs> words and everything. So I had to go, ah, oh, okay, him leaving is not representative of me not being good enough or yes. him not mm-hmm. wanting to fix this. This is actually him wanting to maintain the sanctity of our relationship. Mm. If and anything, take care of you. That's yeah. it. Exactly. And, and I had to have that conversation openly with him and create mm. an agreement around that so that the little girl in me that has a fear of being abandoned and left could feel safe when he left. Mm-hmm. And so now it's literally like if he needs to leave, he goes, okay, I need to take a break. I love you. We're going to fix this and we're going to work on this. I just need to refill the... Yeah, Mm -hmm. uh, just not right now. And I say, okay. Like, because the agreement was, I just need to be reassured in that moment before he left. And That's beautiful. And then I actually recognized that I needed the break too. So that's where like, I now take my time away and like breathe in and Mm. do all of that. So it's really powerful to have these conversations with your partners to understand like, what do each of your wounds need? And it's not that we're like, you know, petting the wounds, but we're taking care of our people. If we Mm -hmm. love them and we love mm-hmm. our partners just like you would a child. If you recognize their yeah. hurt, how can you honor their hurt, but also maintain your own dignity and identity mm-hmm. in that moment? Mm-hmm. So it's like so gray and so complicated and so juicy. <laughs> I love relationships. We came up with the thing with my ex. I was with him for seven years and we did we did well. I mean, you know, we, we did life. Yeah. <laughs> life yeah. did us, yeah. whatever. <laughs> All the things. But we, did, we used to because we could see that sometimes we would fall into these wounds and we would both be five years old, you know, and yeah. you really mm-hmm. cannot do anything productive when you have two yeah. toddlers, you know, yeah. that are hungry, right. angry, screaming at, screaming at each other. <laughs> but we came up with this really cute thing where I forget if it was, I think I was even and he was, um, uh, what is the opposite of even? Like odd. three? Odd. Odd. Yeah. He was odd, I was even. And so, you know, on the 3rd of April, you know, then it was him that had to be the adult and it was uh, me. That, uh, and so if we kind of so locked sick. ourselves into that thing, that. it would be like, it's the third. All right, I'm going to drop mine then, you know, <laughs> oh and, and, and take care of you, you know. I'm, like, I'm going to take up this argument wow. with you tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it did kind of lead to a thing that was kind of funny. It was kind of like, okay, today is my day. All right. What, uh, what, yeah. grievance, <laughs> what grievance do I have? <laughs> That's right. kind of amazing, though, because it, it puts the responsibility on yes. on the day of the week. It's like yes. totally objective. Yes. Mm. And it's like no matter who because you're both in your shit at that moment. Exactly. Right? Like whenever we fight, we're both in our shit. Mm. But it's like, okay, well, today you get to be the responsible one. Yes. And you get to be the one that's going yes. to do the thing that we both know has to be done, but I don't feel like it today. Yes. But I have to do but it. But it's my, my day. day. Oh, I love that. And you know what? <laughs> that was, what was interesting too is I, I found that we we both trained our nervous system because yeah. we would be at this like thing. And it'd be like, you realize it's his day or I realize it's my day or whatever. And it's like, we would be like, all right, well, it's like, I have to do this. And it's yeah. like, and then you kind of learn to actually do it. Actually, maybe when people ask me why we broke up, because we did have a really beautiful story. It happened that two or three times he didn't respect his day. Uh, uh, agreement, agreement was broken. Yeah. The agreement was broken at a very core. That was like the one thing, Pivotal right? Moments, yeah. yeah. 
And that was like, I think that may have really broken my heart, actually. Yeah. Because wow. that's your level of trust. Is that knowing yeah. that on odd days. Knowing that, it would, knowing that that day, you know, and yeah. then I would allow myself to go there and be like, nope. It's like, <laughs> Ouch. Oh, so yeah. I've got to be the responsible one today on your day. Okay. Even yeah. more resentment now. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that was really, it's, amazing. A, it's an interesting integrity kind of question, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, integrity and safety and trust. I mean, I think as well, like, I mean, I've had this, not obviously in an intimate relationship recently, but like with a very close friend of ours yeah, yeah. and we, you know, trigger each other a lot. Like, I guess similar to the ways he would like in a relationship and we've had to come up against like each other's wounds and then also communicating. Like, I just remember recently and just like really not wanting to back down. Like I was so right. And I was like, what you did was so wrong. And like, I'm so pissed and like, fuck this, you know? And, and then just having to stay in and stay and even though like, Many times in that conversation, I was just like, we are not getting anywhere. Like, this is yeah. going nowhere. Yeah. And I'm so mad right now. And you're wrong, you know. And then just <laughs> like eventually, so right. <laughs> yeah, like softening and softening. And then yeah. like at the end of it going, okay, like, you know, what are like that uncovered new information, you know. And then it's like, so moving forward from here, what's our new commitments? Like, what is it that you need from me yeah. so that we don't run into this again? Like, what is it? How do we need to communicate? And what then is do you choose that? Because you don't always have no, to choose what right. they need. Yeah, right. You know, yeah. like you get and if to you love them and it good. feels reasonable, then yeah. you you know you do what you can to make them feel loved and seen because we are all different and we and that's something as well. Like I think, you know, finding the people that are willing to give you what you need and also share love in a similar way. Like yeah. I know for me in a past relationship, like I I love words of affirmation, I love physical touch, I love like thoughtful things, and like for my previous relationship, that was just something that did not come naturally to him. Like yeah. it just didn't. And and like yes, like you can kind of people can be willing to learn and create that. But it's like, you know, now I look through this filter of like, okay, I know that about me. I know that's really important for me to feel loved, to feel appreciated. So <laughs> why not look for someone who naturally is that way? At like, least one of the guys. <laughs> right? Yeah, at least one, one of, of you, please. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, in the rotation. Um, you know, but like even just having that awareness of like, what is it that I need? Because we yeah. are all wired so differently. And we, yeah. some things just come, like you said, the nervous system more naturally to others and then like however you feel nurtured making that an intention to try to find people that nurture in that same way yeah. and also know what nurtures them yeah yeah i remember in, in my marriage actually which was before this previous relationship and one day there was something that kind of didn't work well and we, we couldn't fix it and so we decided to go to therapy together and the guy was kind of like so when you're not feeling well what do you need and, the, and, you know, my ex was kind of like, mm, like, he didn't know. He really didn't yeah. know. Right. Yeah. And then said to him, what do, what do you think she needs when she's not well? And he was like, mm. <laughs> and nobody really knew. We didn't know right. what we needed yeah. when mm, comes the time. problems? Yeah. <laughs> no, but I mean, I think it's, it's yeah. like a yeah. bit, I mean, I'm pretty sure if you, I mean, obviously this is a group of very conscious women, you know, but I'm pretty sure that if you ask a lot of people, 100%. what does your person oh, yeah. really need? Yeah. They wouldn't know. I'm not no? sure that they would know about themselves 100%. either, by the way. Mm -hmm. 100%. I think it's a pretty core you know, because if we don't know, like I'm not meaning to, you know, trip you. I'm I'm really trying, yeah, but I don't know. Best. I don't know that your thing is having a cup on the table, and then you feel good. You know, yeah. I, don't, yeah. I can't well, know though. And that's true. Like I, I legit have this belief that keeps getting solidified that I think we're all kind of incompatible right. because we're all just so different, <laughs> and we empowering. all grow up with like different realities and different parenting dynamics and yeah. different beliefs about the world and culture. So many things make us right. so different. Right. And like to be like, oh, I'm more compatible with that person mm. than that person almost seems like bullshit because right. it's like anybody you're in a relationship with, even if it's not romantic, you've got to figure out their world. Yes. Right. Mm. And 
even us, like <clears throat> I would say that our worlds are more similar. Yeah. Like we have yeah. a similar view of the world. Mm -hmm. We handle things in a similar way, but yeah. I still have to get to know your world in order right. to relate to you. Right. And so then it, it becomes less about compatibility and more about like, am I committed to right. understanding your world? Yeah. So but the other thing, you know. sorry, no, 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 go. No, I was going to. You go. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was, I was just, as you were talking, I was saying also, like, if you, t if you slice me in half right now and I slice you, you and we slice, you know, someone that's a different color and a mm. different height, whatever, it's like, we would find more things that are similar right. sure. than not. And yeah. it's like somehow the way we, we operate may be, you know, a bit different, yeah. but at the end of the day, it's like your heart is beating. Yeah. You're breathing. Human, all right, yeah. good. So we're human. Great. We, we've, we've got that. Right. We've, we've got, got that, that down. You know? And yeah. also, also Nailing your it. intention. It's like, yeah. if you're with a partner, you know, that has an intention of being more aware of, of contributing something beautiful to the world or whatever, that mm -hmm. becomes more relevant relevant than how do you, you know, take the toothpaste out of the tube? <laughs> the thing I actually have a thing around toothpaste. <laughs> do you? I do. What is it? Oh. It's just this weird, like this weird thing, like when somebody squeezes it from the top. Right. It's like, do that. you just wasted the whole bottom. <laughs> See, like, Mike, what? do That's you crazy. agree with me or do you think it's weird? You agree with me. Yeah. You two should it's share. It's a details thing. That's a detail person thing. Together. I'm just more <laughs> of like a jump on in and do it thing. Were you going to say something? I was just, I'm really keen to ask. We're talking so much about relationships, but both mm. of you have children. Yeah. And I would love to kind of ask, how did that change things for you? Because <laughs> I mean... I have little brothers and sisters and I have a puppy. Yeah. So I <laughs> it's know close. it's close. Her baby. Her baby. <laughs> the first thing is, I mean, you need that patience. And sometimes I'm like, whoa, am I even patient enough to be a parent? Like there's all of these things and, and both of you are badass business women mm. and you're also really leaning into all different relationships and everything. And then with the layer of children on top, like how do you like how how do you navigate that and what does it teach you? Well, mine is 24, so I'm kind of out of the woods. <laughs> she handles herself and she lives in New York, so that's easy. Um, I mean, I know yours is much younger yeah, and, and you're I'm more fresh. in the, you know, you're in the, the grid of it. Um, she taught me everything I know that interests me because if nothing else, by the job of raising her, I really had to raise myself. And I know it's pretty words and lots of people kind of have the concept, but really, truly, I would find myself in exchange with her. And I, I remember once with being with her, she was maybe four. What, what is yours? A year. Five, a year. Oh, yeah. You have a minute. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm, I'm like really in it. <laughs> she was three or four. And we went to the store and she really wanted to carry this bag, you know. And, and, you know, at that age, it's kind of like, okay, let's start to give her choices and feel like she has autonomy, you know. So, yes, you can carry the bag. Of course, she had the bag with the eggs and the milk and, you know. Not the best bag, but she really <laughs> wanted to carry that bag. And we walk out of the store, you know, and of course she drops the bag because she's little and she doesn't have that much strength. And right, so we yeah. get out and it's like, and all of a sudden there's this like crazy mess on the ground. Plus the fact that I have to go back in the store and buy eggs again and milk right. and all that. And I found myself and she was like, you know, petrified and kind of like waiting to see, you know, what mm, my reaction yeah. was going to be. And I remember pausing and being like, this is such a teaching moment. Like if I mm. can use it, this is so beautiful. And I sat on the ground and I said, can you see how the milk is mixing with the eggs and how river that is? and how beautiful that huh. is and this whole thing and I was like what's the point it's like she dropped right. the eggs like what am I going to do like resent her that now the eggs are on the right. ground right. <laughs> but what was really beautiful is when we went back to the store she handed me the bag and she was like maybe today you carry the bag oh, and I was that. like alright you know it's yeah. like that's, that to me is much more interesting than like making my point you know what right. we were saying for adults yeah. it's yeah. like I don't want to I didn't want to treat her yeah. you know like someone that I don't mm -hmm. did, she, did she mean to drop the bag you know right. no did she insist on getting the yeah. bag yes it's also, but then somehow <laughs> yeah. how do we yeah. there's actually an exhibit sorry I don't mean to yeah. 
There's an exhibit that's going to start at the Hammer Museum in LA. Yes. Did I tell you about that? No, butter- but, but a friend just sent this to me. The butterflies? Yes. So okay. Good. So it's basically they're trying to find ways, visual ways to help children to, to d- develop character and yeah. develop their own values by, by doing these exhibits, right? It's so like instead amazing. of doing like an Instagram, awesome. you know, pause next to the whatever, <laughs> this is more about, you know, letting the children. So one of the rooms, which I it's actually similar to this, there's screens everywhere around the room in that particular one exhibit. And the children walk in and on the screen, screens, there are butterflies, bunches of butterflies, flying, flying, flying butterflies, millions of them. And when the kids, I don't know what technology they developed to do that, but when the kids are louder, the butterflies go away. Uh-huh. And so it takes very, very little time for them to realize that when they get quieter, the butterflies all come back. Yeah. And then one will be loud and the other ones will be like, shh, we have to bring the butterflies. You know, consequences, and, so, and it, but not consequences yeah. from a punishing place. No, no, no. You know, yeah. From a, but just every like choice. When, whatever you do, you yeah. know, will have an effect. And Cause without and effect, it being, yeah. it was really, really. Be- and then a friend of mine was telling that story to a friend of hers because I told her, and the kid was there, and heard four year old whatever. And then later on, they were walking around the city, and they were butterflies. I don't know if you guys saw in yeah. Mexico, and yeah. the There's butterflies so everywhere in LA, yeah, right? It's beautiful. So apparently, the kid was like walking down the street, and at some point, the butterflies were fluttering, and he kind of looked to his mom, and he was like, shh. So I the butterflies it. don't go away. He didn't even see it. He just heard of the story of the butterflies. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Honestly, there's there's so many things and I'm like just fresh in. I'm a year in, but I feel like I'm a totally changed human being. I, th- I think motherhood has been the absolute best thing that could have ever happened to me. I loved my life before. I thought I was pretty awesome before, but I feel like I am becoming more and more I guess closer to my my most authentic expression mm. because I have an example of what that is. And my son is so authentically himself and so expressed <laughs> and there's no like domestication in him yet. Mm-hmm. And and I'm loving seeing what that looks like. Cause I feel like that's kind of been my journey that I've been really feening for most of my life is like finding that original self. Mm. And he's so his original self. And so he continues to just show me and give me permission to to go back to that version mm. of me. And I'm learning patience. I'm learning my curiosity has been sparked in just such new and beautiful ways. And honestly, my heart has never experienced more joy mm. than I feel when I'm with him. I mean, you even know, she's right. like, he smiles at me and my whole self yep. just lights up. It's like, yeah. <laughs> it's so good. It's yeah. so, it's, I sound ridiculous, but I, it's just the best. It's the and best. I feel like you've also like really widened out your perspectives around things. Like you've really made time for, you know, like you've always been super creative and driven and creating things, but now it's like you, you in this last, at least in the last like six months, I feel like it's like you've really sort of softened into just like opening up and like experiencing new things and more things. And just there's like a more of a depth, I think, to like what you're experiencing. Yeah, well, because I feel like I've I've almost got the opportunity to recreate myself within this Mm. new identity, Mm. right? Like the minute I gave birth, I'm like, whoa, I am literally a different person. (laughs) Like it's like this rite of passage that happened for me. It's like I stepped over the threshold and now here I am. And who do I want to be in this mm-hmm. moment? And it felt really empowering to to get to decide and get to create mm-hmm. from this new perspective with with new love in my life and just I don't know, so many things. So yeah, to, to the question you asked about patience, which is I guess a lot of mothers I know, pre being mothers I know, like pregnant women, you know, they'll be like, well, I have the patience, and it's like, well, do you have the patience now? Like when something matters to you and 
do you have it? And if you don't have it, can you build more? It's like it's almost like we think when once this thing is put in our hands, we're not going to be ourselves. Mm. You are going to be kind. You are going to be smart. You're going to fuck up. You're going to. It's like everything <laughs> yeah. you do now, you do then. It's yeah. just it's one more dynamic that you know is. But it's not like you're going to lose your personality or lose you in the process. Yeah. Hopefully. And and think about it too, because you're super patient with your business, and like even like you said, hiring in another conversation we had, you said hiring one of your main people. You took time. Yeah. Because you knew it was important to. Mm. Have the right person and that same thing is going to be critical you know when you have a child it's like those traits just kind of transfer over mm -hmm. different mm -hmm. ways earlier today you said every time i'm uncomfortable i win so yeah i think you're gonna be good girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's, it's just such an interesting conversation i know for me it's it's almost terrifying it's this oh, oh god, god so okay, i'm stretched now already and there's so much going on so like what is it like when i when well, when I even added a puppy into the mix, I was like, "What is this?" <laughs> so then, what is it like when you add a child? Well, you into did the it, mix? right? Did you yeah. adjust? Did you let the puppy die of I didn't. thirst and hunger? She, she <laughs> even has maintained a plant that we all made at this I plant have. party, and the plant is still alive. It's alive, and I have two more plants. I just want to give See? you credit for that. You get the plants, you get a puppy, creating and supporting life, <laughs> one step at a time, layers. girl. Yeah, <laughs> keep adding the layers. I just think it's yeah, it, it's something that I think about, and I'm like, oh. Like, I, okay, I, I think about how I need to make space for it and things won't be the same. And I'm so, in, whenever I'm around someone that has children, because it's something that I want in a few years time, like, how do you do this? And, and what about this? Because I'm so curious about, okay, how, how, I'm such a planner. I'm like, how do I plan to make this work? <laughs> you don't. Mm. You don't. Yeah. I was going to say, throw every plan show to the wayside. <laughs> That's one thing, because I'm a planner too. And, and in, in, very untrue Virgo fashion. I read no books about pregnancy or childbirth. I didn't take no spreadsheets. Yeah, like legit. I was just like, I'm going to trust my body and see how that goes. Mm. It knows. And and I was like, I am so smart in my body. My body knows <laughs> what it's doing. And sure enough, like it also helped me not have all the other stories about pregnancy mm. and like what I'm supposed to feel at this time and at this week. And I just was like, well, here's what I'm experiencing right now. And it allowed me to be so present. And that philosophy has really helped even with my son. Like people are like, oh, have you read this parenting book about this particular age? Is he doing this? And I was like, my son is exactly where he needs to be as far as his development goes mm -hmm. because I can feel it. And like yeah. he's he's on track and he's perfect exactly where he is. And I'm not trying to force him into some standard that's written in a book. And honestly, like throwing plants to the wayside has been the biggest gift for me. And by the way, that's good, not just for kids. You know, right. To do life where you're really present and you're listening and you're responding, you yeah. know, all that stuff. And you'd work on yourself so that you're not depleted. Yeah. Like I remember when Leia, my daughter was maybe four, again, four or whatever it was, and she was like drumming in these pots. Like she took all the pots out of the closet and she was like drumming her head <laughs> off. And that. I was like, oh my God. And I sat with her and I'm drumming. So and good. Well, the next day I'm like having a shitty day. I don't know what happened. And I was stressed and I didn't sleep well. And at the time I was still eating sugar, which I now know is a major allergy for me. And so I was, you know, whatever it was the next day. And it's like, all of a sudden she's now banging and she's looking at me like, are we banging? And I was like, get the hell out of here. I don't want, I don't want to bang. It's time to bang. This poor kid was like, wait, but we banged yesterday. <laughs> it was so fun yesterday, remember? And it's what it, to it. me, that's what it is. It's like, yeah. can I can mm. I be with myself in a loving space? And the whole timing out, I don't know if you time out, I apologize if you do, but it's like you time yourself out because yeah. honestly, mm. the kid is doing exactly what he was doing yesterday and yesterday was fun. Yeah. You know? So yeah. if, if I'm yeah. responding, not well or reacting actually in this case not well mm. I get to get out and I remember yeah. when she was little I'd say like okay you safe it's like yoga mats all right I'm gonna go and like take a minute yeah. because right yeah. now I, I really I don't like the way I'm being your mother so yeah. I'm gonna go yeah. shower my you know psyche yeah. so yeah. 
No, that's like so that. important. Mm-hmm. And I think that's like in life in general, we could all use a bit more of that, like really giving ourselves permission to be present and stop thinking that it's got to be a particular way. Because yeah. again, I think that's the punishment circling all the way back to the beginning of this conversation. When we have some like paradigm of what our life should look like or what we should be as women or how we should be showing up, it's like we're killing ourselves to try mm. and be this idea that truthfully I don't even think really exists because we're right. constantly changing moment moment to moment and we mm-hmm. just get to be present to what's alive for us in that in that time. I yeah. love to use that moment and this what you just said. It's like I really want to commit to being I mean I know how I show up for my friends. And I know the famous, you know, like if you treated your friends like you treat yourself, yeah. you'd be very alone. Yeah. And it's like I'm done. I'm done. I'm done with that mm. part of the conversation. Yeah. I, I I do my best. I know I do my best. I can always do better. Great. I'm done with the beating cruci- yourself, bullying. crucifying. I'm done. Yeah. yeah. Right Girl. now, just done over. Hell yeah. I love that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna second that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna Seriously. throw a thirds on that one. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Natalie, you're right, on your own. Right. <laughs> you <can't laughs> you to get rid of your bullying. You should be where we're at about not giving a fuck of where you should be. Yeah. Pressuring you into being something you're not in this moment. And if you're not, you should yeah. not judge yourself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and, it's, and it's so true, right? And, and it's, I see this show up in, in lots of different places. But for me, business, especially like when I got into business, I mean, I was so oblivious to what I was meant, like how I was meant to do things. And right. I was just kind of locked in my room with me and my laptop. And I grew my whole business without, you know, really much mentorship or coach or anything yeah. like that. I didn't even know what existed. Yeah, mm. yeah. And I survived. Yeah, and exactly. not only the way you'll survive motherhood. Yeah, right. <laughs> when you, you thrive. Exactly, yeah. I thrived. And I did it yeah. my way, and yeah. I love. Yeah. I love when you said all of that because within us, th- there's no right way to do anything. Right, hundred no. percent. Whenever you know, if I ever give anyone some advice, I say, "Listen, this worked for me. 100%. I mean, yeah. I don't know if it's going to work for you. Like, we're all so different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and it's and it's nice to be able to accept that. And you don't really always need the help of you know books or anyone else you just mm. need to do what's good for you and yeah. you know in, in this moment it might not be what everyone else would do but that's okay yeah, yeah. it's like taking everything that we say and it's like take what resonates and leave the rest like yeah. you're always gonna know what's best for you you know yeah well and, and I think that's something that a lot of us get to really like let that land because yeah. I think we're in this age of seeking out the gurus and seeking yeah. out the people who can tell us how to live our best life and do all the <laughs> things. And and there's so much beauty and insight to that. And there are a lot of amazing people who have amazing inspirations and insights to support mm. us. But truthfully, the best guru we can ever come to is ourself. Yeah. But I think most people that's like their last resort. It's like, well, I'll go mm. to you first. You tell me yeah. what to do. You tell me what to do. And then maybe I'll sit in silence mm. or sit and be with my own truth yeah you know I think that's something that a lot of us could use more of definitely and I don't think there's anything wrong at all with like seeking the inspiration and the and the support and the you know the ideas because that can spark things and inspire things but then just still coming back to that place of trust you know because I think if we can cultivate an internal conversation and situation of just deep trust of self like then we can we always have an anchor point that we can navigate through things you know and just really that's that that real core I'm okay I'm enough I can trust that I can make the right decisions I trust that I can survive this I trust that I'll be a good mom I trust that I'll you know x y and z um then with with that you can do anything you said z yeah, Z. Instead of Z? Yeah. I say Z in French. French. You say Z? We say Z in French. I say Z. I'm the only Z? one that technically says Z. Technically, you say Z. We've outnumbered the, yeah, we've got a couple of other yeah. American <laughs> men at the table here, but yeah. we've outnumbered the Americans today. Yeah. With our I multicultural love this status. International table. Right. This I is know. really. 
Without even planning it. I know. Right? It's so good. All right. So so final thoughts. I mean, we, we've yeah. kind of like covered a lot of ground here, which has been beautiful and mm. so grateful for all of your insights and shares. Um, Thank you for having us. Yeah. Mm. No, no, this is amazing. Like love yeah. this collection of amazing women. Um, what are some like final thoughts that any of you want to leave with our listeners or viewers who might have tuned in? I was struck by um, when we were talking to not bring up this idea. We kind of did bring it up, but there's this really, this word I've been cherishing a lot lately, which is this really notion of <clears throat> self-love, which is mm. the very act of, and we, we mentioned, you know, what that looks like, and we kind of tiptoed around it. But I feel like I've really, I've actually learned what that means. Mm. And I've, met, I've learned it through, because I know how to love you, and I know how to yeah. love you, yeah. you know, and I, I even know how to love someone I don't know. Yeah. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't need, you know, I don't need to know much about you. Yeah. Um, and, and to really apply this incredibly beautiful ability to myself mm. has been just really softening and beautiful for me. So anyone who can just raise their level of self-love is mm. in a good place, I think. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'd love to just really quickly dissect this a little bit because I think I totally love and hear that and think that's so beautiful. And also I'd love to dissect even what self-love means to all of each of you guys because mm -hmm. I think that self-love is one of those Instagrammable concepts right now <laughs> that means many different things yeah. and a lot of the times it doesn't mean a lot and people are saying self-love and it's like, okay, what does it actually mean? Mm -hmm. Like, what does self-love truly mean and feel like to each of you guys separately? Mm. Um, I think for me, what I've come to know self-love as is um, acknowledging all the parts of myself that I'm getting to know mm -hmm. um, and loving those parts, even mm -hmm. if those parts aren't pretty, even if those parts aren't Instagrammable, yeah. <laughs> even if those parts scare me a little bit, mm -hmm. um, really embracing all aspects of myself, um, the shadow, the light, the crazy, the parts that don't make sense mm. um, and really like welcoming all of her in, all of me in and and hugging that and going mm. like, yes, mm. all, I, all is welcomed here. Yeah. And I see you and I appreciate you and I'm, I'm excited to be your student because yeah. I do believe all those parts have something to teach me. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. And so if it's yours, the, the bully, do you want to add I mean, no, I, I spoke of it. I, as you were speaking, it was also, to me, slow down yeah. has a lot to do with that yeah. because yeah. it's really hard to be in a space of self-love when I'm just like, mm -hmm. go, go, speed, go. Oh, yeah. you know, and go and go. And, and sometimes I hear myself talk and I'm smart and I'm listening and it's great. And it's like, and, and my poor heart feels like I just, you know, <laughs> yeah. shot it, you know. Yeah. So slow down, I think, is kind of my, yeah. I love that. my yeah, way. I love that, that definitely resonates. Yeah, same. <laughs> For sure. Nat? Uh, for me, I think it's it's similar. It's just honoring exactly who I am mm. and just having enough confidence in myself to, to say what I need and to yeah. execute on what I need um, and not being apologetic about it. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that. I love that. About about you? You, uh, for me, I feel like it's, um, yeah, I mean, similar echoing, definitely echoing the slowing down. I think it's like an acknowledgement of, you know, what I need. Like if I need a rest, if I need to take a bath, if I need to see friends, if I need to just turn off my phone, like it's just really just acknowledging whatever it is that I need and knowing that in honoring that choice that that is the perfect thing for me to do, like not having an expectation of myself to do something else or be something else in any moment and just allowing that to be like, enough. Mm, I love that. So many like juicy little tidbits to take away there. Mm. All that juice. All that, all that juice. All that juice. All that self-love. All right. We're throwing in Natalie for our we're amazing throw exit. throw the clothes. We couldn't end it on the... 
Yeah. Natalie's got Last the best one. clothes ever. I feel like I've been given the job of being a closer. You definitely have, yeah. We're, closer. We're, we're allocated okay. closing to Nat. Well, I just want to say a massive thank you for being here. Mm, this is thank you. This really has just been such an amazing conversation. And um, as always, I'm just so glad that we brought our full selves and yeah. talked about the, the places that we're at right now, not the places that we've mm. perhaps been. Yeah. I think that's really powerful. So yeah. for anyone listening, um, you know, please do share whatever your biggest takeaways been, maybe something that you're going to take on board and action. Please tag us all and allow us to feel into that and, and stalk mm. you a little bit and share yeah. it. That would be amazing. But yes. yes, and thanks for sharing your time with us. Yeah, thanks for jumping on with us, team. Whoop, whoop. Whoop. Thank you. Bye. If you love this episode, please subscribe and be sure to leave us a review. We want to hear what you enjoyed, what your main takeaways were, and also really want to know who you want to see on the show. And speaking of reviews, I've also got a little something up my sleeve for you. So I want to send you a copy of the Boss Babe 25. This is a brand new resource that we've created and trust me, you are going to love it. So the Boss Babe 25 is the 25 essential resources you need for personal and professional growth. Seriously, this little resource is like a little Boss Babe holy grail. You are going to love it. It covers everything from must-have products, our favorite books, rituals that we do daily, and little hacks to help you grow. So if you want a copy, it's really easy. Just leave us a review, screenshot that review, and email it to podcast at bossbabe.com. That is podcast at bossbabe.com. And we'll send you a free copy over within 24 hours. We love bringing you experts and interviews from other successful business owners so they can talk about their experiences and share information, tips, and what has worked for them. However, remember that the opinions or advice of our guests and as the hosts should not be taken as personal, actionable advice and as given as general information and education only. Please always remember to consult a qualified professional before implementing any medical, financial, legal, or other business advice to ensure it will work for you or your business. Boss Babe is not responsible nor liable for your decision to implement anything you hear on the podcast. Please listen and act responsibly. The opinions of our guests do not represent the opinions or views of Boss Babe, Danielle Canty, or Natalie Ennis personally and are meant as information and general education only.